It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week for show number 160. For the week of January 12, 2017, we're going to have some toe-tapping fun. We're going to go back to those golden days of the Disney Channel, the wonderful world of Disney, and so much more as we're welcoming none other than George Anthony Bell here to the show. That's right, George Bell, who you may know from Even Stevens as Principal Wexler. He's also from Gilmore Girls, Polly, Polly Coming Home, Grey's Anatomy, The Lady Killers, and so much more. And George is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it was like working on Even Stevens doing the infamous Influenza musical episode, as well as being part of the Gilmore Girls, the cult fan TV show, Grey's Anatomy, being part of the wonderful world of Disney with Polly and Polly Coming Home, and many other tidbits from his long-standing career. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and you have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Paige returning in 2017 with the Magical Music Review with some magical music for your ears that she's going to review and ones that you just have to add to your collection. We also have Cody who's taking that stroll down the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest here this week, George Anthony Bell. We also have Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia and let's not forget Jason who's going to delve deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire from Star Wars, Walt Disney World Resorts, Disney Springs, the Disney Disney Channel, Wizards of Waverly Place, Woody Harrelson, uh, Star Wars Galactic Empire, and so many other things on the horizon in the Disney company this week. So before I jump into this week's show and we kick things off here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is a 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, you name it, they're going to make sure it is the most magical experience you could possibly have at the Walt Disney World Resort. Definitely check them out, Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into things here this week. So let's officially kick off show number 160 for the week of January 12th, 2017. How else than with the morning announcements? Ren, you're late. (laughs) No, I'm sorry, sir. I felt a little sick this morning, but I think I'm okay now. Oh, well, grab yourself a tardy slip and take a seat. I gotta do the morning announcements. Thank you. Lawrence Jr. Hi, won't you lend me an ear? I hope this PA system is loud and clear. Now listen up, people, I got something to say. These are the morning announcements for today. Be sure to check the lost and found between classes. There's a comb in there and a pair of really thick glasses. Looks like somebody hmm, lost their pants. There's an old salami sandwich and some complimentary ants. I hope your seventh graders got a lot of rest because today's your physical endurance test. 
Top knots wearing a crazy grin. Six period in the gym. Let the pain begin. That's all for this morning. Oh, did I mention there's only one name on the list for detention? He's never been accused of overachieving. He's that goofy little troublemaker, Louis Stevens. Louis Stevens. Now I'm leaving. They've got all the moves. I happen to be flosser sizing. Every day on Disney. Ow! Ow! I love you, man. At 5.34.30 Central. I was making a quality cucumber shake here. Not on my time. Catch all the latest moves from Lewis and Ren Stevens. Nice pig. That's what you get for being an achiever. Even Stevens. Every day at 5.34.30 Central on Disney. This is gonna be so much fun! <laughs> Hi, this is George Anthony Bell from Even Stevens, Grey's Anatomy, Gilmore Girls, and uh, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Moana, make way, make way, Moana, it's time you knew. The village of Motunu is all you need. The dancers are practicing. They dance to an ancient song. Who needs a new song? This old one's all we need. This tradition is our mission. And Moana, there's so much to do. Don't trip on the terror route. It's all you need. We share everything we make. We joke and we weave our baskets. The fishermen come back from the sea. Don't walk away. Moana, stay on the ground now Our people will need a chief And there you are There comes a day When you're gonna look around And realize happiness is where you are Consider the coconut Consider its trees Each part of the coconut That's all we need We make our nets from the fibers The water is sweet inside We use the leaves to build fires Consider the coconuts, the trunks and the leaves. The island gives us what we need. That's right, we stay. We're safe and we're well provided. And when we look to the future, there you are. You'll be okay. In time, you'll learn just as I did. You must find happiness right where you are. I like to dance with the water, the undertow and the waves. The water is mischievous, ha! I like how it misbehaves. The village may think I'm crazy or say that I drift too far. But once you know what you like, well, there you are. You are your father's daughter. Stubbornness and pride Mind what he says but remember You may hear a voice inside And if the voice starts to whisper To follow the father's star Why not that voice inside Is who you are We make our nets from the fire Sweet inside 
The village believes in us. The village believes the island gives us what we need. And no one leaves. So stay. My home, my people beside me. And when I think of tomorrow, there we are. I'll lead the way. I'll have my people to guide me. We'll build our future together. There we are. Every path leads you back to where you Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Final too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parents and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-Heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 160 for the week of January 12th, 2017, as we're welcoming none other than Principal Wexler himself. Yes, from Polly, Polly coming home, and even Steven, so much more. George Anthony Bell is going to be stopping in here very shortly to connect up with all of you D-Heads out there. We also have the D-Team of Aaron, Paige, Jason, Cody, and Randy stopping in. Tons of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into that news, I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our Lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also connect up with us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. All you got to do is search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, that's D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you want to stay connected and get the latest shows as soon as they get released, it's super easy. All you got to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue, and they will connect you up with our show instantly. There you can subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right away. So all you got to do is stay connected, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Diz Radio, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, there's a lot of different ways to stay connected with us here at the show. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off the D-Wire. And how about from Mona to Princesses, fun, delicious, and nutritious, the Kellogg Company is launching more than 50 new products with innovations from its iconic cereals, groundbreaking new snacks, and frozen foods. And come on, we're just excited to see some new Disney imagery on some of these products, as well as coffee-inspired Pop-Tarts, Kellogg Cinnamon Frosted Flakes, and more. Now, the official representative for Kellogg, Paul Norman, has said, We know that people are looking for a variety of things that they choose for food for themselves and their families. We're passionate about delivering products that meet a wide range of needs. Now, many of the new foods that we all know are Raisin Bran and many others. And I'm not going to go through all these different ones. I'm going to get to the ones that you are all excited for. And how about the Disney Princess cereal coming in collectible series of four packages? 
packages, each featuring a very different Disney princess. As they're saying, its delicious strawberry flavor comes in large pieces that make it eye-appealing while you're eating. Well, of course, if you're a little girl. And these four boxes are going to be iconic. They're collector boxes, of course, for those of you that love to hoard these kind of things as well. Come on, we all love it. We all go to the store and want to buy our Disney princess cereal. And they're also going to have Moana cereal featuring swirl-shaped cereal pieces with a mix of berry-flavored and marshmallow shapes. Now, they're also going to have other different items from many of the upcoming Disney films as well. They're going to carry over to Zootopia, as well as, like I said, Disney princesses, and, of course, some more Mickey Mouse cereal as well. Now, some of these are going to go over a variety of different brands, from Ego, Breakfast Sandwiches, Chicken Pot Pie, as well as many other cereals, donuts, and Keebler products. So stay tuned, look on the shelves, it's going to be coming, Moana cereal, more Disney princess cereal, and more at Kellogg's.com. Now, moving away from food, now that my stomach's growling and I'm hungry as all heck, how about the 10th annual Disney Parks Moms Panel welcoming 12 new members? Now, this week, Disney Parks officially announced the 12 new members to the 2017 Disney Parks Moms Panel. Now, it selected these 12 members from thousands of applicants, and they're going to join the 19 returning panelists to be part of the 10th annual panel of dedicated and diverse Disney-loving parents who help guide guests into their vacations. Now, originating in 2008 as a simple question and answer forum with only 12 members focused on the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disney Parks Moms panel has evolved into a global multilingual resource used by millions and backed by the passionate and varied group of Disney travelers eager to share their expertise and like-minded families. Now today, everyday moms and dads possess a wealth of knowledge for many of these Disney trips, and this is going to help. It's more than just a planning tool. It's something that's going to help you plan, prepare, and just be more knowledgeable in your Disney trip. Everything from special needs children, wheelchairs, making the most for your little ones. It doesn't make a difference. Whether you have teenagers and more, they're going to figure out the best way to answer your questions. Now, as they've released in their press release, the success of the Disney Parks Moms panel is wholly measured by the satisfaction of our guests and their families, which is what makes the annual selection process so important to us, said Leanne O'Regan, the Director of Content Relations for the Disney Parks. Now, the new members being added to the 2017 Disney Parks Mom Panel is Trish, Jennifer, Emily, Todd, Jan, Annabelle, Linda, Lindsay, another Lindsay, Danielle, Diana, and Beth. Now, that's a lot of nameful, but they're from all over the United States everywhere, including the One Father as well. Now, if you want to find out more about this, we have a complete write-up on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also visit DisneyParksMomsPanel.Disney.Go.com as well. Find out getting all of your questions answered and more. Now, since we are kind of talking about the parks, let's get into the parks and how about Hong Kong Disneyland. Yes, and this week, the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort has launched its very first Iron Man experience. Yes, Disney Park's first ever Marvel-themed attraction. Now, the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts and the Hong Kong government celebrated the grand opening of the Iron Man experiences last week with the first ever Marvel-themed ride and attraction at a Disney park and the first Disney attraction to feature the city of Hong Kong as a story setting. Now, this new edition of the Iron Man experience at Hong Kong Disneyland 
is further strengthening its role as one of the premier tourist destinations in Asia. Now, anchoring the unique storyline, this is the innovator, Tony Stark himself, yes, Mr. Iron Man, has selected Tomorrowland in Hong Kong Disneyland to host Stark Expo, where he will show off his latest high-tech creations in a various exhibition halls, the Hall of Legacy, the Hall of Protection, the Hall of Energy, and the Hall of Mobility. Now, guests will be among the first to explore Tony Stark's latest innovations up close and fly and defy gravity in the Iron Wing flight vehicle in Iron Man's experience as well. Now, he has also made Hong Kong the Asia headquarters of Stark Industries afterwards. Now, the new attraction takes guests on the epic adventure of a lifetime as they join Iron Man and Tony Stark in a battle against Hydra across the city of Hong Kong. Now, guests will make their way to the Hong Kong Stark Tower powered by the arc reactor and whizzed alongside Iron Man throughout the streets of many of the areas including West Kowloon and downtown and flying over the iconic Hong Kong landmarks like the Sima Bridge, Victoria Harbor, and the pristine mountain ranges. Now this is all new, very different for any Disney park. The opening of the Iron Man experience continues to be a period of growth at Hong Kong Disneyland with more on the way in the months ahead. They're adding a third hotel resort as well as Disney Explorers Lodge that's going to open later on this year. Now this is going to be a fantastic experience, something big, something bold, Marvel in the Disney parks. I'm not sure if I would agree with Marvel and Disney Parks, but it does look pretty, pretty cool. I will say that. Now, the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts chairman, Bob Chapek, has said, We are always pushing the boundaries of creativity and innovation so that our guests can step into the magical worlds of their favorite stories and meet their most beloved characters. I am excited to see what this one holds and see some of the video footage online because I'm not about to get to Hong Kong Disneyland anytime soon. But since we are talking about the parks, let's move into the one of the parks here in the United States. And how about Animal Kingdom? And how about The View crew is heading to Animal Kingdom in March? Now, several episodes of The View on ABC will be taped at Disney World's Animal Kingdom in Orlando, ABC announced this last Monday. They said, we're continuing The View's 20th season celebration by taking the show on the road to the Walt Disney World Animal Kingdom Park. Let's just say they're not doing it because of the 20th anniversary. They're doing it because we all know Pandora is coming to Animal Kingdom. But we're also hoping to hit all four parks as they can't wait to be there, Whoopi Goldberg said herself. Now, the other Florida parks are the Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot, of course, which I'm sure you know if you're listening to our show, right? I mean, come on, you already know what these are. But they are going to have the view there. It's going to be showing multiple episodes being stationed mainly in the Animal Kingdom. But it's going to be a fantastic time just to see the parks in general. Now, sticking with ABC, let's stick with ABC television a little bit more. And how about ABC to air taking the stage, African-American music and stories that changed America today. Now, the Smithsonian's new National Museum of African-American History and Culture opened its doors with an all-star tribute on ABC television's Taking the Stage, African-American Music, and Stories that Changed America. Now, it's going to be a two-hour program of music, dance, and more that's going to air on Thursday, January 12th, of course, today, and hopefully your DVRs are set. Now, ABC previously announced many entertainers who were going to participate with this as well. Now, the ABC television group wanted to go through and really have this star-studded event 
talking about much of the music and heritage behind many of the African-American music that changed many of the stories and history as we know it. Now, they are going to have a variety of people, as I said, from Chris Tucker, Oprah Winfrey, Stevie Wonder, as well as uh, Gary Clark Jr., Christina Aguilera, John Batista, and so many others. It's going to be a star-studded event, so definitely set your DVRs. It will re-air again as well, but it is going to be debuting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, today on January 12th. Now, moving from ABC television, but staying with television, let's get into the Disney Channel. And how about Selena Gomez and David Henry want to return to the Disney Channel for a Wizards of Waverly Place comeback? Yes, it's been five years since the final episode of Wizards of Waverly Place aired on the Disney Channel, and now the stars of the show are talking about a comeback. Yes, Selena Gomez and David Henry hung out over the weekend and documented the whole thing, as I said. They talked about a Wizards of Waverly Place reunion and what their characters would be doing today. Could it really happen? Everybody who is fans of the show really do hope that that would happen. Now, the two chatted as it was reported and giggled over dinner, and Selena even suggested that her character hasn't changed that much. Alex is for sure single. David chimed in. She's still trying to find herself. She's now like 25, and she's still trying to figure things out. Now, they have talked about wanting to bring this, pose it to Disney, and really make it happen. So many people out there really would love to have this happen, but I think it's too soon. I think there's more people out there who would like a Lizzie McGuire revival right now. Maybe that's so Raven. A couple of those. Five years? Not that big yet. We gotta wait until she's ready to be a mom and training wizards of her own. But you never know. It could happen. You know, especially the way Disney does a lot of their television. Now, moving back to the parks, let's go to a galaxy far, far away. And how about Disney hosting Star Wars Galactic Nights at the Walt Disney World Resort during the Celebration Orlando? Yes, a brand new special event at Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios is going to debut on April 14, 2017, right in the middle of Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Now, the special event will be ticketed, so fans will need to purchase tickets separately, and this is not a Celebration-affiliated event. It's just timed in to allow many Star Wars fans to attend the event and just really get their Star Wars fix since they're already going to be there for Celebration Orlando. Now, the event runs 7 p.m. until midnight on April 14th, and tickets will cost $129 for adults with $5 discounts for children under 9 years old. Now, tickets are on sale now, and they're going to be extremely limited, as Disney has cautioned. Now, the event sounds really big, with a celebrity chat show, photo ops, scavenger hunts, nighttime spectaculars, even Star Wars dance parties. Now, this is going to be a huge, huge event to coincide with Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Now, they're going to have Rebel Base activities, where the Rebel Base is going to serve as the event hub for multiple events, including a Star Wars dance party and more taking place. They're going to have Watch Inside the Saga celebrity chat show. They're going to have Can't Miss Star Wars photo ops. Yes, with many... Many people that you don't even normally see, including Jabba the Hutt's Palace, the Hothwampa Cave, and many other backdrops. They're going to have Galactic Knights Stars in Cars Motorcade, where the procession will welcome the Star Wars celebrities down Hollywood Boulevard, the Imperial March, and March of the First Order. You can get your cameras ready, as they put it, for the arrival of the Dark Side. Dark Vader is going to lead the battalion of Stormtroopers through Hollywood Boulevard, and Captain Phasma is going to lead the unit of First Order Stormtroopers through the park. They also have Seize the Saga, Interactive Scavenger Hunt, The Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away, with all kinds of great clips and more, and The Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular, which is the fantastic Star Wars fireworks show. 
Now, this is going to be fantastic. Definitely check this one out if you can attend it. April 14th, 2017, Star Wars Galactic Nights at Hollywood Studios. And since we're talking about Star Wars, why don't we talk about the Han Solo solo movie, much like I did last week. And now it's been officially confirmed that Woody Harrelson has joined the cast. Last week, we did speculate that he was in rumors and talks to come on board for the Han Solo movie. Well, Woody Harrelson, Disney has officially confirmed that he is entering the Star Wars universe as well. Now, the Hunger Games True Detective and No Country for Old Men actor was rumored to be signing up, like I said, but now it is official through the Disney company. As they have released so far, we couldn't be more excited to work with an artist with as much depth and range as Woody. The film's directors Phil Lord and Christopher Miller said in a statement. They said it is fantastic and his abilities to find both humor and pathos often in the same role is truly unique. He is very good at ping pong as well. Now moving forward and getting back to the parks, why don't we get to the Epcot International Festival of the Arts set to delight many of the senses. Now, the Walt Disney World Resorts announced this last week that a new festival is coming to Epcot, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Now, the art is a subjective term. From sweeping music to beautiful paintings to culinary delights, art can inspire greatness. And the Epcot International Festival of the Arts combines visual, culinary, and performing arts in a six-weekend event. For the music lovers, there's going to be all kinds of music from Disney Theater Productions, as well as all kinds of food and more. Now, the performances for many of those events are going to be taking place from 5.30 to 6.45 and 8 p.m. Friday through Monday of each festival weekend. Now, Disney has a plethora of amazing artists already lined up. The Disney historical artist Mary Blair, Herb Ryman with the art of Epcot, as well as current artist Joe Kaminsky are all going to share their Disney creations. While artistic installations appear around the park, guests are going to be introduced to all new creative processes live right there during the events. Now, for the culinary crowd, Epcot's new food studios is going to be home to the festival's culinary creations. From intricate plates to delicious bites, everyone's going to be intrigued by food as an art form. Now, the Epcot International Festival in the Arts is free with park admission, and for specific park hours or to purchase tickets, you can always visit the official Walt Disney World Resorts website. Now, getting back to movies here with the Disney Company, I don't know too much on this, but let's just say Ariana Grande and John Legend are recording the Beauty and the Beast duet for the live-action Disney film. Yes, the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast that many threw their hands up at, some said they didn't want, others said they were for it. And now that the trailers are out, of course, everybody's excited for it. But the Disney live-action Beauty and the Beast is coming, and Ariana Grande and John Legend are going to record their own take of the duet for everybody to enjoy on the pop radio scene once again. And since we're talking about live-action films, let's talk about the live-action Dumbo and it may put Will Smith in a starring role. Yes, you heard me right. Will Smith is circulating a lead role in Disney's live-action Dumbo directed by Tim Burton. Now, talks appear to be early according to Deadline, but Disney is moving aggressively toward a production start. Now, the project has been in development for some time, and Tim Burton was hired to direct the movie nearly two years ago. Now, details surrounding the live-action Dumbo movie are still under wraps, but we do know the script is being written by Aaron Kruger, who also wrote Transformers Age of Extinction and the two movies for Transformers that preceded it. If Smith isn't voicing one of the animals, maybe he's going to be the ringmaster? We're not sure, but he is pretty much in talks to be on for the live-action Disney's Dumbo. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, there has been all kinds of news. I've been all over the board, lots of things, lots of news. 
Lots of fun. But we have more coming up from the D team. As you have questions, he has the answers. Aaron is going to answer all those questions in I Want to Know. We have Paige with the Magical Music Review. Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray to add to your collection. We have Cody with the Hollywood Walk and Randy with Multimedia, as well as gearing up for Principal Wexler. Yes, so you better be on your best behavior as we have Principal Wexler himself, George Anthony Bell, stopping in here to chat with all of you as well as we gear up for our special guest here this week. So before I release the reins to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% no-fee free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, and more, they are going to make it magical and memorable for you, your family, and your loved ones. Definitely check them out. They've been in business since 1994, and they are top-rated, and they are going to help you out. Definitely check them out, DizRadio.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all of you D-heads, let's continue on as we gear up for George Anthony Bell stopping in here very shortly, the D-team, and more. So, since it is kind of like a school around here, we could always have roll call with the Mouseketeers. But let's press on for show number 160 for the week of January 12, 2017. Adventure, fun, music, cartoons, news. Everybody ready? Ready! Then on with the show! Video and DVD. Walt Disney Home Entertainment presents the world's greatest sled dog team Diesel, Scooper, Yodel, Sniff, Nana, and Demon. They're about to get a new owner. A dentist from Miami? Uh oh! <gasps> Pack up your big city butt and go back! <laughs> Now, place your feet on runners, keeping your weight centered, blah, 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 blah. They'll teach him. Okay. Ready, <laughs> set. 
and make him a champion, even if it kills him. I'm alive! Dad, you really stepped in it this time. Walt Disney Pictures presents Disney's Snow Dogs. Coming to Disney DVD and Video. Hi, I'm Stephen Anthony Lawrence, Beans from Even Stevens, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Oh, yeah. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone's New Year's off to a good start. And we're into my favorite part of the year, NFL football playoffs. And my Dallas Cowboys will be squaring off against Jonathan's Green Bay Packers. We'll see next week who has bragging rights. Well, D-Heads, the mailbag is spilling over, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Danica M. of Montana, and she writes, Aaron, love the podcast, and hope you all return very soon. I miss the show. My question is about the Disney movie Snow Dogs. I saw it for the first time this past Christmas break, and I loved it. It was usual Disney, family-friendly film style. My question is, are these real sled dogs in the movie? Where was it actually filmed? And if these are Hollywood dogs, are they in any other movies, even non-Disney? Thanks for the help, and I await your return. Well, this is a wonderful movie. It was released in 2002. Cuba Gooding Jr. is hilarious in this movie. He portrays a Miami dentist who inherits a team of sled dogs. He's got to learn the trade or lose his pack to a crusty mountain man. Canmore, Alberta, Canada was used to film the fictional town of Toketna, Alaska. The dogs DJ, who played Demon, Coda, who played Yodel, Floyd, who played Mac, and Buck, who played Sniff, also starred in the Disney movie Eight Below, starring Paul Walker. Many of the dogs and mushers used in the film were locals. Two of the hero team doubles and all of Oliver's team were supplied by Nikitsli Siberians of Bridge Lake, British Columbia. And I'm sure I'm massacring the pronunciations here. Mountain mushers from Golden, B.C. supplied the Thunder Jack team. Old Ernie's team was supplied by Russ Gregory from Calgary, Alberta. Arctic Sun Siberian Husky Kennel from Edmonton, Alberta was one of the many kennels including Snowy Owl and Gate Racing from the area that supplied background for the film. Two of the dogs came from Quarter Kennels in Ontario. In some scenes, the faces of the dogs are partially animated to give them human expressions like winking and smiling. The animatronic effects were designed and built by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Our next question is from Nathan Gaines of Chicago, and he writes, D-Team, I have some questions for Aaron of the team. I went to the world this past November, and it got me thinking about past attractions. What I remembered was the timekeeper. Was that attraction moved because of Robin Williams' death? 
or was it gone long before that? This is only my third trip to the world, so I'm a bit of a newbie still to the parks. Thanks for the hard work and great show. Well, the Timekeeper opened November 1994 and closed February 26, 2006. It was the first Circle Vision show that was arranged and filmed with an actual plot and not just visions of landscapes, and the first to utilize audio animatronics. The Circle Vision 360 Theater was home to the 20-minute time travel journey with the Timekeeper. The voice of the audio animatronic host Timekeeper was supplied by the great Robin Williams, and fans of the TV series Cheers may recognize Rhea Perlman as his camera droid sidekick Nine Eyes. Nine Eyes is ap aptly named because of the nine cameras that provide guests with the sights on the nine screens that surround them in the Circle Theater. The premise here is that Nine Eye is the time machine test pilot and we accompany her on her journey that begins in prehistoric Europe and continues on into the future. There's an encounter with Jules Verne and H.G. Wells. You get to observe geniuses like Mozart and Da Vinci at work, as well as see incredible views such as that from a hot air balloon over Red Square and fly down 1200 meter bobsled run at 60 miles per hour. There's some great videos on YouTube if you want to see this attraction again. Rob Moons was such a great comic genius and he is truly missed. Well, our final question this week is from Tracy Flanagan of New York, and she writes, Diz Radio, you have a great show. Love it. Thoughts on an old Disney Channel shows? I know everyone has their own era of vintage Disney. Mine is the Even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire era. I was wondering if any Even Stevens or Lizzie McGuire shows were put out on DVD as a complete series. Been looking forever... I'm a Shia fan, so I've been trying to track something down. Thank you for taking the time to answer my question, and I hope to meet you all someday at a meetup. Well, I also look for, forward to having a meetup at Walt Disney World one of these days soon. As far as Even Stevens, the Even Stevens movie released in 2005 is available on DVD and digital download on Amazon. Then there's a DVD called Disney Channel Holiday that was released in 2005 that have many of the channel's holiday episodes, including Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire. Unfortunately, that's all I could find for any Even Stevens episodes. As far as Lizzie McGuire, there were four volumes released on DVD that are available on Amazon, along with the Lizzie McGuire movie. Not all the episodes are available, but there are some great ones on these DVDs. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Welcome! Please, come forward. Thank you. Step right up. Come forward, please, fill these rooms. Yo! 
Thank you. And if you'll please step forward, fill the rows in the front row, down front. Thank you. Before we begin, we'd like to make the minor control adjustments. Oh, something broke. Hold on one moment, please. Just one moment. Thank you. Well, we're about to begin. In case of a loss of cabin pressure, just relax. Okay? Thank you. Come on in. Thank you. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I don't know why that's there, except to go... Now, please form double rows and move to the center of the theater. Do it! You've been waiting outside! You've been in line for a while! Just do it! Thank you. That's right, my friends. Why don't you come on in while we just do a final systems check? Just a few routine... Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! Don't worry. This is all part of the demonstration. Just testing. Grand envelope to... Davis and Kurt... Right down that... I really wish we were Disney World. Me too. Can you wish a little harder? Welcome to our magical tour of the world's number one family vacation destination, Walt Disney World. It's 46 square miles of Disney fun in Central Florida, where the sun smiles down year-round. You're about to explore the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Disney MGM Studios. Dive into three incredible Disney water parks. Discover a wonderful world of beaches, recreation, and entertainment. Plus, check into a vast selection of Disney resorts that cater to every fantasy and pocketbook. There's a world of excitement here for every member of your family, and you'll want to plan ahead to make the most of it. With this video, you can pick and choose what you want to see and do as you go. Then, you can refer to the accompanying planning booklet for vacation package plans, resort hotel prices, and all the necessary details. This video is the start of your vacation dream come true. Describing all of Walt Disney World is a big, big challenge. The people who do it best are our guests. People like you from all over the world. Moms, dads, and kids who are enjoying the vacation of their dreams and making magical memories that will last a lifetime. I like the magic in Disney World. Anything's possible here. We've been here four years in a row, so we like it. Yep, yep. Let's go first to the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom Fund begins on Main Street, USA, and spreads from there through six more... What does that mean? Uh, that just means he hasn't figured it out yet. Louis, you better think fast, because the test is six period. Oh, Tony, please, don't worry about it. Okay, I always find a way. <laughs> I'm not strong, I'm not fast. When it comes to endurance, I just can't last. So I'll get out of gym like I have in the past. Like the time you wore the useful body cast. I always.
fingers up with cottage cheese And said it was because of my sweat allergies That one got me out of gym with ease I always find a way He always finds a way He can easily create ways to abbreviate My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where if you're an odd family, you might be on another network. But then again, it is Disney. I'm so glad you were able to join us back for the second week in January. Great way to kick off those cold nights. Or if you're around here, it's been actually closer to the 50s and 60s. You would think we're more in Florida than I am in Southern Ohio. But that doesn't stop me from popping that popcorn and putting on something from the archives to bring to you each and every week. With Principal Wexler sitting upstairs, I thought it was best to bring out what I enjoyed when it comes to the Even Stevens. Yes, we could have gone through the entire series, and yes, it would have been an enjoyable time. However, I bring to you the 2003 classic Disney Channel original film, The Even Stevens Movie. So our story opens when the lead kid from the Transformers and Kim Possible decide that they're going to be brother and sister well, let me rephrase that. For those who aren't familiar with Even Stevens, meet Lewis and Ren, played by Shia LaBeouf and Christy Carlson Romano. Yes, that is Kim Possible right there. They, along with their mother, played by Donna Pescow, I'm sure she still has that night rhythm as well as being out of this world, and Tom Virtue, playing Elaine and Steven Stevens. Throw in Donnie, their older brother, and their best friend Beans, and you've got what is Disney Channel gold when it comes to a sitcom and a half. But let's circle back to the Even Stevens movie. The thing you need to remember when it comes to Lewis and Ren is that Lewis, being the brother that he is, he's always going to give Ren a hard time. And her junior high school graduation was no exception. Not only that, Ren has faced the hardest thing in your teenage years. She and Gil have broken up. What is a girl to do to alleviate the heartache that comes from a breakup? Why, babysitting, of course. I think we just saw that most recently in Adventures in Babysitting, but this Adventure in Babysitting goes with beans. Not the vegetable, the actual kid. And during one of Lewis and Ren's fights, they accidentally hurt Miles McDermott, the ever-popular producer of reality TV. His most recent show, Family Fake Out, is a sensation throughout the land. And he thinks that these two, along with Beans, Miles feels he's got instant gold on his hands and invites the Stevens, along with Beans, to go on a vacation, disguised as being part of a reality TV show. In typical Stevens fashion, 
things don't go as planned. They've destroyed their home, they have faced starvation, terrible living conditions, and a killer squirrel. Not being able to handle any of this, the family separates into two tribes. Hey, wait a minute. That sounds like another TV reality show. Hmm, am I sensing a theme here? On one side, Ren goes off on her own and seeks solace with the natives. Yeah, there are natives on this imaginary island. Yes, I'm using finger quotes. And she meets and falls in love with Mutai, who actually happens to be an actor on this reality show. But she doesn't need to know that yet. Until the inevitable happens, and they fall in love. Well, at least that's what she's hoping. And the actor who's playing Mutai, his name is Jason, no relation, has been told he needs to fall in love with her in order to boost ratings. But come to find out, Jason's feelings are truly genuine. While the Stevens have been out exploring the world, Lewis's best friends begin to worry about him and actually come out to find him and rescue him. Twitty and Tawny make their way to the island and find out that there's more going on in this reality show than meets the eye. Twitty actually finds a way to stop production of the program while Tawny tries to regroup the family and tell them what really is going on. And through that, they've united the entire family once again and bringing Mutai, I mean Jason, along for the ride. Now that Twitty and Tawny have reunited the entire clan, it's now Ren and Lewis's time to reconcile. However, that's not going to happen. Not in Steven's style. And in doing so, it looks like Ren is going to kill Lewis. Not just figuratively, but literally. No longer taking the back seat, Ren pushes Lewis off a cliff to what appears to be his sudden demise. In seeing what has just transpired, Miles has a breakdown, and in doing so, reveals the truth about the island, the tribes, and everything else that's gone on. As he finishes his confession, a helicopter rises from above from the reality show Gotcha, in which Lewis reveals that he is indeed safe, and the Stevens actually had tricked Miles instead. Basically, a Stevens way of getting some payback. Lewis finally confronts Ren in a very touching moment, very unlike Lewis at any time, saying that, you know, he's going to be her brother, whether she likes it or not, but he's never going to do anything that will ever intentionally hurt her. And to try to make things right, he suggests that once they get back home, and oh, they will get back home, that maybe Ren should start talking with Jason, as Jason, and have a long-standing relationship. And surprise, surprise, Jason does come around the corner to apologize to Ren for stringing her along throughout this entire adventure. Ren understands and knows that it's a job, but knows when real love happens, it is truthful. And I think we see that between Ren and Jason. And with that stunning confession from Miles and Jason, it brings us back to the Stevens home where everything seems to be hmm, all right. That is until Beans ruins it all. Hey, who let that kid back in anyway? Even Stevens was yet another Disney Channel sitcom that was a juggernaut running from 2000 to 2003, giving star power to Shia LaBeouf as well as Christy Carlson Romano. Other familiar faces include Tim Meadows in this film, Dave Goulier, of course from Full House, and we cannot forget our newest D-head, George Anthony Bell. 
Believe it or not, this 93-minute masterpiece is actually on DVD. That's right, DVD as well as streaming. And if you were to put that DVD in your player today, what are you going to get? Of course, the entire 93 minutes of pure Steven's Madness, as well as a survival challenge game, the audio commentary with both Christy Carlson Romano and Shia LaBeouf, and an island adventure party planner Get this, DVD-ROM Extra. It was a way to be able to put that DVD into your computer as well and get recipes, games, activities, invitations, and more so that you can create a movie-themed party just like the Stevens. It was 2005. Come on, you have to enjoy what we got at the time. So with that, my friends, I give to you the Even Stevens movie, a luau of a film that will surely bring your family together. And with that, I'm going to put this one back on the shelves and get ready for another fine Disney movie to bring out of the archives on Disney On Demand here in the vault. Well, friends, it's time to say goodbye to you and all my family. But until next time, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a brush with reality television and always deep inside of you. New on DVD from Disney Channel Original Movies. She was a teenage fashion queen. What do you think? I like it. It's very tribal. Until her family moved her out of the city. Military school? I'm not going. And into a uniform. Now, if she wants to fit in, she'll have to get her hands a little dirty. Oh, did you break a nail? Hilary Duff and Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> Cadet Kelly. Also new to Disney DVD, the Stevens family thought they were going on a dream vacation until the moment it all came crashing down. The Even Stevens Movie, starring Christy Carlson Romano and Shia LaBeouf. Plus, don't miss all of the exclusive extras. Disney Channel Original Movies presents Cadet Kelly and the Even Stevens Movie, now on Disney DVD. <laughs> I love to laugh <laughs> loud and long and clear. <laughs> I love to laugh. <laughs> it's getting worse every year. <laughs> the more I laugh, <laughs> the more I fill with glee. <laughs> and the more the glee, <laughs> the more I'm a merrier me. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> the more I'm a merrier me. <laughs> Some people laugh through their noses, sounding something like this. <laughs> Dreadful. Some people laugh through their teeth, goodness sakes, hissing and fizzing like snakes. <laughs> Not at all attractive to my way of thinking. Some laugh too fast. <laughs> Some only blast. Others, they twitter like birds. <laughs> you know, you're as bad as he is. Then there's a kind what can't make up their mind. <laughs>
When things strike me as funny, I can't hide it inside and squeak, <laughs> as the squeakers do. <laughs> I got to let go with a ho, <laughs> and <I laughs> we love to laugh. <laughs> Loud and long and clear, <laughs> we love to laugh, <laughs> so everybody can hear. The more you laugh, oh my goodness, the more you fill with me. The more the clear, the more we're a merry Hey, I'm Jonas Suotamo. I play Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey everyone, Cody here, getting ready to bring you this week's installment of the Hollywood Walk. It was sure great to be back last week with Ian Holmes. It was wonderful to have him on, really appreciate it. He was an absolute delight. If you haven't caught that show, be sure to check that one out right after you're done with this one for this week. This week we have none other than George Anthony Bell, probably best known to us Disney lovers from Even Stevens as Principal Wexler. Now George Anthony has been in the business for over 25 years, so he's been in quite a few things from the state to behind the cameras or behind the scenes I should say and also in front of the screen as well so why don't we dive in and get to know George a little bit better before he meets up with Jonathan in just a few short moments as stated he's been doing it for over 25 years he made his Broadway debut as the evil wazir opposite Eartha Kitt in Jeffrey Holder's musical extravaganza Timbuktu he also appeared on Broadway and in Los Angeles with the original company of Ain't Misbehavin he opened the Los Angeles run of Cats at the Schubert Theater starring as Old Deuteronomy and Andrew Lloyd Webber's mega-hit which ran for two years. He's a graduate of the Los Angeles Music Center's Musical Theater Workshop and he's toured the U.S. in the national companies of The Wiz as The Lion, Porgy and Bess as Jake and Raisin and Asagai. More regionally, he's appeared in Roar of the Grease Paint, Guys and Dolls as Nicely Nicely, My One and Only as Reverend J.D. Montgomery, The Boy Next Door as Lucian and The Boys of Summer as Roy Campanella, where he received a Los Angeles Drama Logue Award. His career has taken him many places and it has taken him as far as Europe, where he has sung as a featured soloist in some of Europe's major cathedrals and concert halls. He's hosted and narrated a series of young people's concerts with the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra at the Los Angeles Music Center, introducing young people to some of classical music's most famous works with Esa 
Pekka Selenin conducting. He's also a noted nightclub entertainer. He's performed his club act across the country and has sung as a featured soloist in special concerts for Michael Eisner and the Disney organization. His singing voice can also be heard on the Nickelodeon animated cartoon Blotto. Now aside from the singing and the acting, he was also the dialogue coach for Steven Spielberg's film Hook. And I remember that movie, I'm sure a lot of you out there do love that movie. I love Robin Williams. It was a fun take on the traditional Peter Pan story that we all kind of grew up knowing and loving from Disney, at least in, in my case, that's kind of the way it was. It was more fun. Robin Williams, great actor. It was a fun, fun movie. Also in Hallmark's Gulliver's Travels is where he did the dialogue coaching as well, and the WB series Sister Sister. So now we've gotten a little bit to know about what his talents are, why don't we kind of go in and see exactly what he has all been in. In 1989, he was in Walt Disney's Wonderful world of color as Mr. Tarbell. He also played Mr. Tarbell in 1990 in Polly Common Home. 1991, he was in House Party 2 as Reverend Sims. As stated, he was in Sister Sister as the dialogue coach, but he also was Mr. Taylor and the man in the diner in three episodes from 1996 to 1997 for that show. He's made special guest appearances in a lot of other notable shows as, such as Becker, which was in 1999. Also, Ally McBeal in the same year. He was in a short film in 2000 in The Translator and then after doing that starting in 2001 he started making special guest appearances in other shows such as Maybe It's Me in 2001 also in the same year the hit series ER don't know if a lot of you remember that huge show back then in the 90s in 2002 he made appearances in The Parkers and Andy Richter Controls the Universe from 2001 to 2003 he made a couple guest appearances in The Practice as a court clerk and of course in 2003 he was in the Even Stevens movie as, of course, Principal Wexler. And from 2000 to 2003, he was part of the Even Stevens TV series where he was in 24 episodes. After that, he went to go on and play a, the preacher in The Lady Killers in 2004. And from 2003 to 2007, he was on the hit show Gilmore Girls. And also during that time, he was the dialogue coach for that show as well. And it has been stated from many cast members that the way he approached the coaching it made them into the actors, actresses they were able to be. It made, he made it fun, and he made it just incredibly doable and made it seem easy. He enjoys doing it, and he did a very good job doing it. If any of you have seen the show, it's a very well-written show from a di dialogue standpoint. All the conversations, all the jokes, all the fun little quirky things that they say, they're just, they're, it's just a fun show because of the dialogue. I think that's what makes Gilmore Girls. My wife is huge into it, and yeah, I kind of got into it over the last year when she was binge watching and I really didn't have a choice in the matter but ended up kind of liking it. In 2012 he was in Cougar Town making an, a, an appearance there and in 2016 he made appearances in Grey's Anatomy another huge TV series there and also in Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life which was of course the TV miniseries that came out I believe they're going to bring it back which who knows maybe we'll see m more of George in the upcoming Gilmore Girls or maybe he'll stay behind the scenes and continue to coach but whatever he does I'm sure we have not seen the last of George Anthony Bell, and we look forward to more great things from him. So, that's all I have on our special guest this week, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, you can always feel free to email me at cody.dizradio.com. That's cody, C-O-D-Y, at dizradio.com. Or check me out on Facebook, Cody, last name, Diz Radio. Send me a friend request, let's chat. And get ready, because George is coming up with Jonathan right after this. You have a great one, D-Heads. Good to be back. Second star to the right 
Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones on the small screen, the big screen, ones that go down in your memories forever. And with us here this week is somebody that is a musician, a dialogue coach. He's in front of the camera, behind the camera. You know him from such things like Gilmore Girls, even Stevens, uh, the wonderful world of Disney, Polly, Polly coming home, and so much more that I'm sure we'll touch base upon we have none other than george bell here welcome to disney on demand thank you for having me it is our pleasure having you on i mean somebody of your resume so many great credits and um being part of so many classics that have been passed down to generations but the one thing that i always love to start with for all of our guests is what led you down this road of acting oh gee uh well um i'm a minister's son uh, both my father and my grandfather, uh, they were ministers. And so I guess uh, at a very early age, I used to sing in the church choir. So I, as far as long as I can remember, I performed in front of people. So I was somewhat comfortable in front of an audience. And that probably planted the seed for me to uh, want to uh, you know, pursue uh, entertainment or both acting and singing uh, as a profession. Well, you know, and it's been fruitful for you. You know, like uh, like I said, you have such an extensive resume. And, of course, I guess jumping in for some of our Disney fans right away, of course, everybody knows you as the principal on Even Stevens. Everybody loved that show, award-winning show. Um, I guess, uh, what was it like when you landed that role? And I guess, is it fun doing that family-friendly, I guess, kind of fun slapstick kind of humor? For me, yes. It, it 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 actually was one of my most fun jobs because uh, uh, it gave me permission to act like a big kid, 
you know, uh, uh, being very, very silly. It, me landing the role it was a fluke, actually. Um, I remember, um, when the show, I used to get the acting breakdown, which is what, uh, managers and agents and, uh, get where, when they're getting ready to cast, uh, some project. So it's sent out to all the agents and then they look down the casting list of what they're looking for. And then they, you know, then they submit their actors for the roles to the casting director. That's the, the normal process. And I had privy to that information. And I remember, um, the original, before it was called Even Stevens, it was called, uh, Spivey's Kid Brother, if I remember correctly. It was, was, was the, uh, uh, the name of the, of, of the pilot in the series originally. And, and I remember seeing the role of the principal, uh, and, uh, uh, for one of the roles they were casting. And so I alerted my agent about it. And had so many times things happened, I never, got, I never got seen for it. And, um, and then one evening, I, um, I think I was at the movie theater or someplace. And back then, this is when we had pagers. And my pager kind of uh, vibrated, and I looked, and I saw this number. I didn't know who the number uh, was, so I called. And it turned out it was a friend of mine who uh, was a casting associate for Disney. And so she, and she told me, Tina Treadwell is her name, and she said, uh, uh, George, look, we're having a table read tomorrow um, of this series called Spivey's Kid Brother. And um, there's a part of the principal uh, would you be available to come in to do the table read uh, tomorrow um, uh, for, for, for the series? And I said, oh, sure, sure. I'm thinking that the part had already been cast because in the past I have sometimes, you know, when, when the actor can't come in, they'll get someone else, someone else to come in and, and do the, the table read, you know, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, step in temporarily. So I said, okay. I went and picked up the script, and I just kind of glanced at it before I went to bed that night. I went, oh, okay, okay, and and got up the next day. I decided to dress the part of the principal, um, and then when I got there, uh, you know, it was at the network, uh, the, the the cast uh, uh, regulars, everyone was there. You know, it was just a big thing, a big catered affair. And so then my uh, friend Tina came up to me and said, by the way, George, just want to let you know that the principal has not been cast yet, so do good. And I went, oh, okay. So I immediately uh, took another look at the uh, script real quickly and said, oh, God, now she tells me. And uh, we did the – we read the pilot, and about two hours later, I was offered the role of the principal. So it just it's one of those weird things that just kind of fell in my lap. And uh <laughs> and and when we uh first started doing the uh series, we had no idea that it was going to be as big of a hit as it as it turned out to be. And and one of my most favorite uh experiences and we all still pretty much stay in touch. Um uh we we had a reunion uh about a year ago and we're we're all like facebook friends and we just uh, stay in touch with one another we really were like a little family there and so uh so it's just a a a wonderful wonderful experience well you know and like you said it's one of those where you know you guys are kind of a an, an extended family and it really showed on the show because you know when you're watching the sitcom like you and Shia and all those you know you really 
I guess, interacted well with each other and it really meshed well. And of course, one of my favorite episodes, and you know, hopefully it's one of yours, was the musical. Uh, was that just a fun romp? That was so much fun. And I think, uh, people were surprised, uh, uh, especially at my performance because, uh, I don't think that, uh, uh, the effective producers, they really knew my background had come from uh, doing musical theater that I had been on Broadway uh, because they, they came up and they asked me, said, you know, we're going to be doing this musical. Uh, uh, do you sing or dance or anything like that? And, and I said, oh, uh, well, y- yeah, I do. I said, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a dancer, but I, you know, I move pretty well if I get enough time to kind of learn the steps and, and, and so, and I, and I kind of chuckled because I, I, I said, oh, I guess they hadn't looked at my resume to see that I, you know, I had a lot of Broadway shows under my belt. Um, and so, uh, and then when it came time to actually, um, uh, to shoot the, the, uh, the scene, uh, uh, I, after my scene had finished, the crew uh, applauded for about a full minute <laughs> afterwards, and uh, it was it was just a lot of fun, and everyone was just having a great time. and And who knew we were ahead of our time, you know, before Glee and all these other shows that are uh, that are doing musicals. Uh, and I think they were so excited about it, they sent uh, I think my particular scene to Michael Eisner to have him take a look at it, and uh, and I think. If the show was nominated for choreography, uh, uh, so it, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of buzz about it, and um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun because it kind of brought me back to my roots. Well, you know, and with that, you know, being brought back to your roots and musicals and things like that, you were also part of some other Disney classics with Polly and Polly Coming Home. Uh, what was it like being part of one, the Wonderful World of Disney, which is something that I feel they need to bring back to television, and also this reimagining of a Disney classic. Again, one of my most favorite experiences, and also that was, I believe, my acting debut, uh, aside from doing commercials. Uh, but I think that was my first job in television. And what was so wonderful about that particular experience, Debbie Allen, the director, uh, she and I, we were on Broadway together in Ain't Misbehaven. So, uh, so I knew Debbie way back when. And the great thing about Debbie is she brought on board so many of her friends who came from the world of musical theater. So Ken Page, a very dear friend of mine, uh, uh, Barbara Montgomery, uh, Vicki Lynn Reynolds, of course, Felicia. I knew Felicia when she was, because uh, uh, she and Debbie are, you know, they're sisters. And uh, Felicia, I remember, I think she was a, uh, an understudy for in Dreamgirls and uh, but we all came, we were all in New York at that particular time doing musical theater. So it was like old home week. The dancers, I mean, <laughs> we had so much fun, especially uh, in the church scene where we all kind of feel the spirit, so to speak. And uh, I don't know how many times we shot uh, that scene uh, for the different camera angles, but we had so much fun because it was just we were one big happy family of friends uh, and who had kind of made the transition from doing uh, uh, theater uh, to film and just and then doubly happy when uh, they decided to do the sequel of Polly Coming Home. 
just a, a great time. Well, you know, and those, like I said, that was like this time in television that was always fun, too. And, you know, it holds fond memories for you. Now, aside from just Disney, you've been part of many other things that have gone on to, uh, I guess, passed on to generations. And, of course, recently had come back again and being part of the Gilmore Girls. And you were in front of the camera on there, you know, as a professor and also behind the camera, you know, working with them as well. And then most recently, you know, you were on there again playing an entirely different role, I believe. So what is it? What was it like to be part of this show that has such a huge cult fan following? I love me some Gilmore Girls. <laughs> uh, Gil- Gilmore Girls, originally, uh, I was brought on as the dialogue coach. Um, and I I joined the series, uh, the, uh, the third season. Um, the show, it, it, was a, it was a demanding show and very difficult. Uh, I mean, a tremendous amount of dialogue. And it had to be the, the executive producers, Amy and Dan Palladino, they wanted the dialogue to be word perfect, meaning no ad-libs, it to be said exactly as written. And, you know, and the delivery of the lines had to be done rapidly. And so uh, I think the first two seasons, they, uh, they were having problems with uh, the script supervisors, so it was like a revolving door, and uh, and and they wanted to, to to provide the actors with a little bit more help in, in getting them prepared uh, before camera uh, with the lines, and then they 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 realized I think it was just too much for the script supervisor to do all what they have to do under normal circumstances and to be on top of the dialogue, so. Uh, so the decision was made to bring in a dialogue coach, someone just that could uh, uh, work with all the actors, and uh, and it's it's kind of a tricky thing because you're not starting at the beginning of a series where so where everyone's kind of getting to know everyone. So I'm coming in, you know, the third season where actors, you know, you kind of are used to your own routine, and then suddenly someone else is coming in to to kind of upset the apple cart a little bit, even though you're there to help them out, uh, and you just don't know how the actors are going to respond to, to that. Uh, luckily, uh, a very dear friend of mine, Carla McCloskey, she was uh, the first AD on the show, and when they uh, uh, they were talking about bringing in a dialogue coach and they were trying to find someone uniquely qualified to be able to do it, uh, she immediately threw my name in the ring and said, "I know just the perfect person uh, because he's an actor, so he so he knows what the actors are going through." Uh, you also have to be pretty diplomatic in uh, in giving corrections because that's what you're doing. You're correcting the actors all the time, and they have to be okay with you doing that. And you have to know how to kind of <laughs> uh, approach an actor. <laughs> and so, and uh, so they brought me in. I think I met with with Amy and um, one of the other producers first, and then I think they got it down to four of us, and we each met with uh, Lauren Lauren Graham, and uh, she so uh, so that Lauren was so comfortable, and so Lauren selected me, and uh, I started in the third season, and. Uh, it ended up just being a wonderful experience. I mean, I had never worked so hard in my life because we were averaging 14, 16-hour days. Um, but uh, eventually, you know, I won over all the actors uh, and and that they, they 
they were happy to have me there, and I think kind of grew to rely on me um, because I became more than just a dialogue coach. You know, I, I was their safety net, their friend, uh, you know, the person they could kind of come to, and and uh, you know, I would run lines with them, get them ready. Also, as an actor. When you go to give an actor a correction, I, I always, I learned that sometimes you just go up and you say, well, you didn't say this right. Well, then the first thing you say is, well, well, what did I say? So I learned to write down what the actor said incorrectly if I could, you know, and I don't write in shorthand, but I found with some of the actors, it was very helpful. And then, because you think you're saying the line correctly and you're not, uh, and then you get, you said, well, you said this. And and then you tell them what the line is, and then they can make the adjustment. For other actors, I wouldn't tell them uh, what they said incorrectly because they couldn't make the process. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't make the change. So, uh, in fact, I remember uh, Liz Torres, who I love. Uh, she always said, "Don't tell me what I said wrong. Don't you know? Uh, just just tell me what the line is." Uh, because I, it'll just confuse me. So you learn how each actor works, uh, their method, how they like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, go with what their acting process is. And, uh, so I, and I learned for each and every one of them. And again, we became a, a, a you know, a close-knit family. And then one day, uh, we, um uh, I, they come up to me and they said, uh, by the way, uh, you're going to be, uh, Professor Bell. Uh, you're going to play Rory's professor at Yale. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, great. And so, uh, so that, that was just given to me and, and it recurred. And then, uh, and then of course when they just did the Netflix, uh, reboot of A Year in the Life, uh, I got the call, and in fact, uh, Amy and Dan said, I said, thanks for calling. He said, oh, absolutely. We wouldn't, wouldn't think of doing this without you. And she said, by the way, one of the first things when we spoke to Lauren and, you know, we had sealed the deal, and she, and she said one of the first things she said was, you're going to get George right. George is coming, right? <laughs> uh, and she said, oh, absolutely. So, uh, and it was great this, uh, this last go-round to see everyone uh, because we never really got a chance to properly uh, say goodbye. We all thought we were coming back the first go-round, and uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, the show kind of ended, so we felt kind of, you know, I, I don't know, incomplete. Uh, but this go-round, it was a great three months of uh, seeing everybody and, and reconnecting, and, and who knew that uh, the uh, series would be so popular? And who knows? I mean, I have no idea, but... Uh, maybe there might be more Gilmore Girls in the future. I have no idea, but certainly if they call me, I'm there. <laughs> well, definitely. And, you know, that's a testament to your character, what you've brought to the table as well, that everybody wanted to have you be on board and, uh, you know, fellow, you know, fellow actors and actresses that really wanted to have you be part of this. And like you said, I mean, with Netflix bringing this revival that's been sought after for so long, you know, Netflix is on a roll, so we never know. We might be seeing uh, one of these annually, and, you know, hopefully you'll be a part of that as well. Oh, I would love to, uh, and uh, and I think the uh, the actors uh, would too, because uh, we all loved it, and and again, we were all pleasantly surprised at the popularity of the show. Uh, I went uh, last October to this fan fest uh, back east, where uh, the fans organized this uh, weekend. Um, symposium of 
uh, just the fans. Uh, uh, at, we, it, loca- it was located in the uh, the town where I guess was the inspiration for um, Stars Hollow, and uh, I think it sold out like in a couple of hours. And people flew in from all over the world, and uh, and were trying to get more tickets. And uh, but it was fun. So many of the actors, we we it was a two. A day panel. I was on the panel discussion Friday, the Friday night panel where they had the behind the scenes people like the casting directors, myself, uh, wardrobe, uh, producers, writers, and we all uh, talked about our various jobs and, and what uh, we did in the show. And then the next night they had uh, the actors. And it was, just, it was just a lot of fun. And I don't know that's something that they may want to do in the future. It seems like they, they want to maybe try and make it an annual event. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's just, just great fun. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, it's something where the fans really love it. And, you know, you've been part of so many different things, like The Practice, Lady Killers, I mean, ER, so many different shows and staples. And I guess coming full circle back for the Disney crowd here, coming, I guess, all the way back to Even Stevens and working on those kind of sets, or I guess any set that you've worked on, is there one memory uh, from any set or movie or anything you've been part of that is always going to stick out in your mind and make it in your memoirs, whether that was funny, something that's on camera, off camera, just that one moment where you're like, when I write Write my book. This one's going in there for sure. <laughs> oh my God, uh, that's pretty hard to to. Uh, uh, I maybe I've already I just spoke on it. I mean, both in Even Stevens doing the musical, um, uh, and my I think uh, my last uh, scene, the last scene that I shot when the series was ending on Even Stevens, um, uh, and it, it was a scene with me and Shia. And in fact, Shia tried to get me to break <laughs> on uh, character, on, uh, and so uh, I, I don't even remember what we were. We were in the school hallway or something, and then and then Shia just kind of leans up at the end and gives me a big kiss on the cheek, <laughs> and I didn't. I refused to break character. <laughs> I just I kept in character, but uh, and then we did another take, you know. Uh, but. Uh, uh, after, it was like I think when you finish your character and when the series ends, they say that's a, that's a series wrap for George Bell, Principal Wexler, and um, the ovation I got from the crew was really heartwarming and and just uh, surprising to me. Uh, I mean, they had you know traditionally you know you kind of applaud and, uh, when an actor finishes up and and. Uh, you know, to show your appreciation. But, uh, for me, it, it just kind of kept going on and on and on, which, uh, it, it just warmed my heart to know that, uh, the crew really appreciated my work. Uh, so that was a very, very, uh, special moment for me. And again, um, I guess my first job, uh, in Polly, uh, doing the church scene, um, uh, and that how much fun we had and working with so many of my friends from uh, the musical theater world um, and just uh, it all being very new to me, you know, the whole process of acting in front of the camera and uh, uh, and all of us kind of getting our feet wet, so, so to speak, with that. Um, those are two very special moments uh, in, in, in film in front of the camera. Of course, I have special moments 
in theater too on stage, but that's a whole other world, you know. Well, you know, so many different things. We don't want to keep you too long. We know that you're busy and so much, I guess, so much on your plate as well. But I guess for all of your fans out there, fans of everything you've been part of, from Gilmore Girls, Even Stevens, Lady Killers, Grey's Anatomy, I mean, you name it, being on stage, being off the camera, I guess for anybody out there who's listening in that's a great fan of George, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for them? Um, just to, to, to if, if you, you have to love this business, because there's a lot of downtime. Um, most actors, you 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 know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in that very very small percentage of actors that constantly work, and that it happens very quickly. So you have to kind of be ready for the long haul. But to be ready, and 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 by that I mean just to prepare yourself. Uh, to study, you know, get everything together. You have a strong foundation so that when opportunity presents itself, you're ready to seize the day. You're ready to, to, uh, you know, to make it happen. Uh, because you just, you just never know when, you know, that opportunity is going to present itself. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm still, you know, plugging away at it. Uh, maybe not as much as I used to, um, and I enjoy both being in front of and behind the camera. But uh, but still, you know, uh, it's 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 a, a, a an art form that I truly love, and uh, don't see myself ever fully retiring. You know, as long as I think I can contribute something, um, I'm going to uh, you know keep plugging away at it. So uh, so you know just. Uh, enjoy the ride and uh, you know know that it's going to be like a roller coaster ride. There are going to be uh, ups and downs and unexpected curves and dips, and, uh, but just hold on tight and 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 try to enjoy the ride as much as possible. Great words of wisdom. Well, George, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, take this trip down memory lane. Great words of wisdom for the future. And I'm sure, you know, like you said, you're not slowing down. And I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of you in the future. And thanks once again for stopping in and chatting with all of us. Well, thank you for having me on, Jonathan. It was a pleasure. Is that all that radio knows how to play? What do you mean? Do you think it has any Detroit music in there? Detroit music? Yeah, but if I'm going to be a special lady in this town with straw-ball clothes, I need some music that knows how to bop de bop de bop You want to hear some music that does what? I want to hear some music that knows how to bop de bop de bop I'm going to... Honey, ain't got nothing on you Cause you're sweeter, you're sweeter I knew it from the very first time when I saw you looking in my direction, I knew that you were pure perfection. And I don't guess the honeybees do, cause honey ain't got, ain't got nothing on you. Ain't got nothing on you. Ain't got nothing on you, cause you're sweeter.
Harrington, Alabama was just a sleepy little town. Then came Polly. Keisha Knight Pulliam and Felicia Rashad star in Polly. Tonight at 7, 6 Central on the magical world of Disney. Presented by Kodak. There, D Heads Page here with our first magical music review of 2017. Oh, that's weird to say. To kick off our new year together, I've searched through my Disney music library to find something special. Back in 2002, a collection of four stories set to music were released together. Each story had an intro by James Earl Jones, who we all know as Mufasa and Darth Vader. Our four stories were released in animated form between 1948 and 2000, and we aren't going to waste any time. Follow me deep into America's heartland as we take a look at the stories and music of Disney's American Legends. In 2000, Disney animator Mark Henn, composer Stephen James Taylor, and songwriters Gary Hines and Billy Steele set off to tell the story of John Henry. The cartoon itself is primarily sung with occasional dialogue by John, his wife Polly, and their friends as John sets out to beat a steam engine and challenge in finishing a railway and breaking through a mountain by sundown. Sung by the Sounds of Blackness, a Grammy award-winning vocal and instrumental group from Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, Polly leads the other workers into the song as they sing the story of John Henry and his 20-pound hammer. And when did you start building railroads? Today. <coughs> Well, come on, John. You're the one that we're depending on. Swing that hammer with all your might. I know you can show them how to do it right. John's hammer rang out, and the tall tales grew. John Henry, John Henry. John Henry is a mighty man, born with a hammer, a ten-pound hammer, a twenty-pound hammer, right in his hand. I heard John's mama like the show and night, so it pulled down the moon for a little bit of light. Took a lot of cooking to keep John fed, ten dozen eggs and eight loaves of bread. John Henry, John Henry, John Henry is a mighty man, born with a hammer, born with a hammer. He plowed the earth so wide and deep The seed he sowed the ground had to be His hammer hit the earth with such a mighty blow Everything he planted would chop, pop, and grow John Henry, John Henry, John Henry is a powerful man All our lives we've been so 
with the release of Walt Disney's Melody Time, we were all introduced to the classic short, The Legend of Johnny Appleseed. As the story goes, Johnny traveled between Ohio and Indiana, planting seeds and introducing the two states to apple trees. Directed by Wilfred Jackson, with music written by Disney regular Paul J. Smith, the short also featured artwork by Mary Blair. Taking the part of Johnny was Dennis Day, giving our legend his speaking and singing voice. Day sang Johnny's song, which has nowadays become a short prayer at mealtimes all over, the Johnny Appleseed Prayer, or... The Lord is good to me. The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and rain and an apple seed. Yes, he's been good to me. I owe the Lord so much for everything I see. I'm certain if it weren't for him, there'd be no apples on this limb. He's been good to me. Oh, here am I, neath the blue, blue sky, doing as I please, singing with my feathered friend, falling with the bees. I wake up every day as happy as can be. Because I know that with his care, my apple trees, they will still be there. Oh, the Lord is good to me. Working, singing, carefree and gay. That's how Johnny spent each day. In 1958, Disney veteran Thurl Ravenscroft lent his voice to one of the largest men in American legends, Paul Bunyan. Standing 63x handles high, Paul traveled around the country as a lumberjack with his blue ox friend Babe and his trusty axe. Going all over, Paul made friends wherever he was and left a lasting impression between folks seeing him for his size or creating monumental features in nature such as Pike's Peak. Directed by Les Clark with music by Disney veteran George Bruns and lyrics by Tony Adair, the lumberjacks sing with Paul as they go about their work. With my double blade axe and my hobnail boots, I go where the timber's tall. When there's work to be done, don't mess around, just sing right out for Paul. Hey, Paul! I'm coming, boys! Paul Bunyan! Paul Bunyan! He's 63, axe handles high, with his feet on the ground and his head in the sky. Hey, Paul! Hey, Paul! Paul Bunyan! Paul Bunyan! Well, he picked up his axe and he chopped a tree clean down with his forward swing. Another when his axe swung back that timber cutting He kept on a chopping the live long day, and then when it was night, he walked back over the stumps he cut and stomped them out of sight. Thanks, Paul. Our final selection is from 1950. The Brave Engineer tells the story of Casey Jones and his journey to deliver the mail on time. 
were almost on time. Going through the water, the mountains, and a whole mess of other obstacles and trials, Casey travels to the next depot to get the mail train into the station as quickly as he possibly can. Directed by Jack Kinney with music by Ken Darby, Jerry Colonna and the Kingsmen take the viewers on a fun-filled musical adventure. Good morning, Casey. Come all your rounders if you want to hear a story all about a brave engineer. Casey Jones was a rounder's name. On a high right wheeler, he won his fame. Casey Jones, Casey Jones, Casey Jones. Are, Are you ready? ready? Ready to start for the Western land. Here on! music lined up for us from anniversaries in Walt Disney Animation to Disney Junior to Classics and Live Action Department. But I have a lot of slots open still to plan. If you have any suggestions of music you'd like to hear, drop me a line at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Or on Facebook by friending me at page disradio. And be sure to check out the D-Wire on Facebook to connect with me and the rest of the D-Team. I hope you all have had a wonderful start to 2017 and have a great rest of your week. Until next time, D-Heads, see ya! Hey everybody, this is Lee Ehrenberg, Grumpy from ABC's Once Upon a Time. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Al and Sal have found the perfect game for their entire family. Let's all play. The wonderful world of Disney trivia game. What is Timon and Pumbaa's motto in Lion King? Hakuna Matata. It's the only game with separate questions for grown-ups and kids, so everyone can play. Who am I? Sebastian. Yeah. Who opened the original Disney TV show? I don't know. Just kidding. Tinkerbell. The new Disney trivia game for the Musketeer and all of us. Now on Biz Radio, it's Brandy giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on thisradio.com. Hey, D-Heads. I have a quick question. Who is familiar of the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Nevada? Okay. Well, for me, 
as you already know, I'm huge on tech and following all the wonderful gizmos and gadgets and maybe widgets. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Well, Consumer Electronics Show is huge as it features wonderful innovation from many different brands, corporations like IBM, Microsoft, Apple sometimes brings a little sneak peek here and there. Not as much. Uh, we're talking about car industries showing off their latest car prototypes and maybe we might see some here and there virtual reality prototypes might be coming to the market. Well, enough of that. Well, Disney and also a company named Snakebite, yes, S-N-A-K-E-B-Y-T-E, you know, Snakebite, you know, Megabyte, Bite as a snake. Okay, roll with me. You, you know, you get the gist. Well, anyways, this company, Snakebite, and Disney is collaborating into making this a first-of-its-kind device where it's a kid-friendly content and composed of free preloaded movies, TV shows, and games from Disney. Yes, you heard it right here on not only this radio, but you can find more information on the Consumer Electronics website where you can find a little bit more about this new device. Well, anyways, Disney announced that the streaming box will come about $99 and will be streaming where you can play games, TV shows, music, games, and so much more for kids. So, parents out there, you're looking for a device, let's just say you have a Ruko, you have some, maybe some adult-themed shows that you don't want the kids to, oops, happily, magically bump their buttons to move into that menu, and you're like, uh-oh, what should I do? Well... This is kind of neat Well, with the new generation as everything is going towards streaming and watching your favorite shows by DVR and stuff. Well, now there's a thing, a feature, only in prototype right now. But if we get more interest of this product, we might see it coming to the consumers where parents and even for ourselves want to just watch Disney and maybe come other fun-friendly entertainment. This is a great product to go. Again, it's going to be $99. It has not been a release date. There's no set date when it's going to come out, but they're shooting possibly a rumor might be seen at 2017 year release. The box is a unit. It comes the same size as a Ruko device, almost um, 4x4, 4x8. It depends on the device by the prototype. Might be a little bit larger. We'll see how when it comes out, possibly. And then it's going to go run for. Uh, uh, $99. So you can't beat that. You're getting all the HD quality. You're going to get all the wonderful games, uh, videos, movies, games, music, all by Disney. And yes, it will become possibly preloaded pre Google Apps. So you can use the Google Play App Store to also download other content from there to enhance the gameplay. Well, again, if you just want to strictly have the kids play with your wonderful Apple TV or Ruko device, and you want something just strictly for kids and don't have to worry about changing the channel or changing the app like seeing that oops commercial that or TV show, this is a great device for parents alike. What's your thoughts? Do you guys have an Apple TV? Maybe a Ruko device or Amazon Fire Stick or even a Google Chrome? What do you guys use? Hey, what's your thoughts? Well, this is Randy signing up for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. Oops. 
Alright D-Head, so I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to George Anthony Bell. So many great memories, television series, and more that you've been part of passed on to generations and I know we're going to be seeing more of you in the upcoming months for 2017. So thank you George once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and reliving some of those fond memories from your Disney career and more. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you to the D-Team. Without the D-Team, you'd have nothing better than to listen to me ramble week in and week out, so I'd love to thank Aaron, Paige, Jason, Cody, and Randy, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, there would be no show. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. They're dying to hear from you, and don't worry, they don't bite. Well, maybe a few of them do, but definitely connect up with the D-Team. And most of all, I'd like thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, we wouldn't be coming back at you for the last seven years. That's right. Since 2010, we have been coming back at you for seven years, all because of you, the D-Heads, who love our show, promote our show, and if we miss one, you definitely let us know. So thank you, the D-Heads, for keeping the magic going since 2010. So next week, we have a very special guest again stopping in here this week. But before I give you hints as to who's going to be stopping in, I do have to give you all the different ways to stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. You can also connect up with us all over social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you want to subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, and more, it's super easy. All you have to do is connect up to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and look up Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue and subscribe right there. And you can get the latest shows right there on your device instantly to listen to as soon as they get released. That simple. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, no matter what, there are ways to be connected here at the show. And remember, you can find all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I am done rambling here. Next week, we have a fun show. We're going to go back in time, and if you can dig through the archives, think Disney Channel, think a female interview, and see if you can recall an interview where she mentioned going and getting turkey legs with a special friend at a Ren fair. I'm going to leave it at that. So all of you D-Heads, as I always say, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business, and remember, with school hot in session right now and everyone doing their homework, you can't fudge it, of course, unless you went to the moon in 1969. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online, and uh, have a fantastic weekend. I'm toast. Oh, come on, you can't let Larry Beal beat you. Because I have nothing. You're smart, make something up. All I know about the space program is that the guy went to the moon in 1969. Good enough. Go. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to the moon in 1969, um, not 1968, but a year later. We went to the moon in 1969. That's when the astronauts first walked inside a crater.
Thank you, Miss Levelson. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, she didn't say anything except we went to the moon. I know, Larry. That's why Ren is receiving a failing grade. I'm failing? I got an F? <laughs> well, what do you know, Ren? Ren got an F. That's got to be a first. I can't believe that she messed up so badly. Ren got an F. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.